1: rise for their majesties of royally obsessed the podcast for all things royals stand by three cheers for her majesty the queen
0: welcome back to royally obsessed i'm roberta
1: and I'm Rachel.
0: And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at royally obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group at royally obsessed. and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars. Send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. We love hearing from you guys. So please, please keep writing in.
1: Rachel, we have so much going on. We have so much. In fact, I feel like we were like, we need to a- extra episode. Roberta and I were texting last week because we were so overwhelmed. But the good news is the Sussexes are back. They're back. Woo-hoo! Um, we have a lot to uh, look forward to on this week's episode of the pod. We're discussing their recent visit to Homeboy Industries and the high-profile speaking agency they recently signed with. Hint, Lin-Manuel Miranda and the Obamas are clients at the same place. But that's not all. We're talking about the Duchess of Cambridge's efforts to plant a garden for a good cause and some rumblings that the Sussexes might walk the red carpet at the new James Bond premiere. Also, which royals wore masks and when? Dun-dun-dun. My, like, (laughs) I have, like, I'm keeping track. Mask alert. (laughs) All that and much more coming up.
0: And for this week's royal refreshment, we are drinking dun-dun-dun. And now it's time for the weekly
1: royal cocktail. Dry white wine. Dry white I actually was, when I was checking like the wine options, there was a bottle of white that said, like, in at where I'm saying, that said, not very dry was the description <laughs> right on the label. So I was like, well, I'm not going to pick that one. I love that it's so upfront about it, though. Yeah, it's it was, like, this I've is never seen what a bottle like that. Yeah. So why are we <laughs> drinking dry white wine? Do you want to tell us? Yeah. So it's in honor of Princess Diana, who I did. Did find out wasn't actually a very big drinker, but when she did, she loved a chilled white wine and a peach Bellini. Right, that was her I saw other... that at a couple of places. Yeah, so I feel like place. she
0: alternated. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's a very classy move. But I'm kind of surprised she didn't drink. I don't know. I don't know why I thought she would be like. Did Yeah, <laughs> like that's where William and Harry got their like party kind of attitude, or like just around. to
1: decompress in general from all the <sighs> all the stress. Yeah, <laughs> that she kind of underwent. Yeah.
0: Um, So as we're sipping, we want to read a really wonderful reader email from Nadine, um, the subject line, embracing my biracial identity because of Meghan Markle. She said, Dear Duchess Rachel and Countess Roberta. Oh, I love that. Fancy. I have listened to Royally Obsessed for two years, and this is my first time writing in. I have always been a fan of the royal family, but my obsession grew exponentially with the arrival of Meghan Markle. I'm a biracial woman, and Meghan was one of the first people I heard embrace her biracial identity in the media and be proud of it she inspired me so much that i created a website and blog called megan and me where i highlight the accomplishments of biracial women and provide highlights of megan markle i honestly don't know what the end goal of my website is but i wanted to create a space where all women could go and share their stories and recognize and highlight biracial women thank you both for doing an amazing job and seamlessly transitioning the show from lisa and caitlin i look forward to this podcast every thursday and has been a source of joy during this unprecedented time Long live the pod. Wow, Nadine, that is the best email.
1: That's so exciting. Um, I checked out the website and it is great. And I encourage all the Roro's to follow it. I um I'm excited to see where you take it.
0: Yes, Meganandme.com. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, I just love that Megan inspired you to do this and to um create an Instagram and blog and and write about your experiences. So that's so, so wonderful. And it just shows like how empowering Megan
1: Markle is I feel like for so many people always yeah I totally agree well congratulations that's a big deal to launch your own website yes and, and thank definitely. you for writing in we love cheers. hearing from you cheers, cheers with our Roberta. white wine with our white wine cheers <laughs> <laughs> I just like spilled a little <laughs> I didn't take a sip <laughs> too soon I was we're only like five minutes in <laughs> um, anyways this week in royal history and now this week in royal history Happy birthday, Princess Diana. The Princess of Wales would have turned 59 this year. It's definitely a bittersweet celebration for sure. Um, Diana Frances Spencer was born at Park House, a home that her parents rented on Queen Elizabeth II's estate at Sandringham on July 1st, 1961. Her childhood playmates, Roberta, were Prince Andrew and Prince Edward. Isn't that so funny?
0: I did not realize that. I knew that they were kind of family friends. but I did not realize that they like played together as children. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: and I mean it, Charles wasn't in the mix because he was born earlier in 1948. But they were Prince he was Andrew a little and older. Edward, yeah. yeah, we're the same age ish. Um, so she was the daughter of Edward John Spencer and Frances Ruth Burke Roche, who was later known as Frances Sean Kidd, Viscount and Viscountess of Althorp. Her parents divorced when Diana was young and her father won custody of the children. She also had two older sisters already when she was born, Lady Jane Fellows and Lady Sarah McCorkwadale. I'm not probably not saying that right.
0: McCorkwadale? that's a hard one.
1: Yeah, right. And an older brother Charles Spencer. I think I'm the most familiar with Charles, but um her brother it wasn't until 1975 that she became known as Lady Diana Spencer after her father inherited the title of Earl Spencer in 1975. She was a kindergarten assistant before she married Prince Charles in 1981 and the rest is, well, royal history. I love
0: that little fun fact that she was a kindergarten assistant. That's I know, so and sweet. I think it was at a very
1: posh elementary school. Oh, um, so swanky.
0: Um, yeah. But also, she I feel like she would be so good with like kids oh, that age. I know, just watching
1: how she was with Prince William and Harry. Yeah. Um, Of course, we all know that she died in the hospital after being injured in a car crash in the Pont de Lama Tunnel in Paris, France on August 31st, 1997. Her last birthday when she turned 36, though, was a good one. She attended the 100th anniversary of the Tate Gallery in London as a guest of honor, wearing a stunning black beaded dress designed by Jacques as a guri? Roberta help me out
0: as a guri. i I think you did <laughs> I think you
1: really nailed it we apologize I apologize for yeah. my <laughs> pronunciations um She also received ninety bouquets of flowers according to reports and a sweet phone call from Prince Harry, who was twelve and away at school at Ludgrove, but called to serenade her with a group of classmates over the phone. Aww, I loved that wait, that's detail. so
0: sweet, I love that, and yeah. I remember that black beaded dress because she was also wearing this giant um emerald choker with it yes, it was yes. like. Oh, my. It was so, so stunning. So I feel stunning. like she was
1: just so confident and, it, you know, just really kind of coming into her own. And I can't believe, you know, it's like what happened less than a couple months later. So okay. it, that's like I said, it's bittersweet. I mean, I think it's also so striking to me that, you know, Prince William is already two years older than his mom when she died. And Prince Harry is about to turn 36 this year. So I feel like that has to feel so heavy for them around this time of year. Totally. I I didn't even realize that. Yeah, 36. Wow. So Prince Harry is about to be the same
0: age. It's wild. Yeah. And she would only be 59 this year. I just feel like that's still so young, you know? And I feel
1: like there are so many Instagrams that kind of, you know, dream up images or even illustrations of what it would be like if Diana was around. I just think she'd be so proud of what Prince William and Harry are doing and the way that they're conducting themselves and you know so philanthropic and you know the spirit of her. So
0: totally. And you've you've been reading rereading I should say the Andrew Morton biography yes, of Princess Diana. Read... Yeah. So yes, yeah. tell us uh, tell us what how your insights have been from that. Book.
1: Well, I just think it's so amazing, you know, the part that is really in her own words where she record, you know, basically recorded these interviews for him as part of the group and uh, as part of the book and they weren't released until after she died that her involvement it really wasn't made clear just how involved she was um, but I think that this tidbit that she shares from the in her own words section um, has it's the one I keep thinking of as I read is um the night before her engagement to Charles was announced she was leaving her flat for the last time and suddenly had her own police protection um, and the police officer said to her right before the announcement, I just want you to know, this is a quote, that this is your last night of freedom ever in the rest of your life. So make the most of it. And her response was, it was like a sword went into her heart, but her reply was to giggle like an immature schoolgirl." Wow. I mean, to think that she was
0: 20 years old, but that is wild to me. Her last night of freedom.
1: I just think Someone saying that when you truly have no concept of it and then all of us, you know, having the hindsight 2020 kind of vision of what ended up playing out. It's like, that's why that quote kind of carries so much weight for me, I think, is just, you know, she really had no idea what she was entering. Whether, even if it worked out perfectly, it's just the life, you know.
0: Totally, totally. You're just under a
1: microscope. You don't have any freedom anymore.
0: And I wonder if, you know, in that ITV documentary that Harry and Meghan did last year, Meghan mentioned a lot of her friends were, like, telling her not to marry Prince Harry because of the all of the, you know, complications mm-hmm. that the royal family, joining the royal family brings with it. And I just wonder if she was thinking of Diana when she said that or if, you know, I, I'm sure knowing you know, what happened in that whole situation that must weigh on them so, so much. And
1: I wonder if that's what she was referencing when she yeah. said that. There there are a lot of parallels kind of um, to the merciless attention and and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. I will say, um, in honor of Diana's birthday, if you want to feel somewhat uplifted, it is worth checking out YouTube. There's a video clip. There's no, I tried to find any you know audio, but it's just like warbly audio, um, but of Diana at the Tate, and she's mixing and mingling, and she is laughing, and she just looks so freaking happy, and um. And she's also glittering in her beautiful dress. So it's definitely worth uh worth taking a peek in honor of her birthday on July first. But um happy, you know, birthday, Diana. We miss your presence obviously so, so much and what you could have brought to yes, the world during this totally. time.
0: Yeah. So diving into this week's Royal Rundown, our first piece of news, we're so excited to be talking about the Sussexes again. Last week, your low, Rachel, was that we hadn't really seen much of them at I know. all.
1: And and it, that's why we were texting so much because we record, <laughs> everyone knows we record a couple days ahead of when the episode airs and we were like, no, they're back, they're back. And so we're really excited that we can dig into everything they've been doing.
0: Yeah. We are like, your low is wrong. Like, what do we do? <laughs> I, I love that we get to talk about them again. So yeah. last week we said it about the Cambridges and now it's the Sussexes this turn they are back they were wearing hair nuts and masks to visit homeboy industries last week one of the biggest gang intervention and rehabilitation programs in the world they also wore homeboy and homegirl aprons as they prep meals for food insecure seniors and youth in la in the bakery and cafe of homeboy industries they chatted with former gang members about how homeboy industries has helped their reintegration into society Um, It's kind of funny. So Megan knew uh, the founder of Homeboy Industries kind of early on. So his name is Father Greg Boyle. He started the program. He talked about their visit. He said they were just Harry and Megan, which I loved. Um, He said they really rolled up their sleeves and deeply engaged with our workers in the bakery and cafe. It was immediate kinship and heartening in its mutuality. That's a really nice
1: way to put that. That's amazing. And I love the long-term relationship that they've had.
0: Totally. And that they were just Harry and Megan, it's like they've been signing their letters just I feel Harry like and there's Meghan. like
1: that's becoming like a refrain it's like it keeps we keep hearing just Harry and Megan totally
0: that's like their um that's their new title their new tagline yeah exactly <laughs> when exactly. Archibald launches yeah. <laughs> I love it um well it's like first name basis it's like uh Bob and Melinda you know or like yeah, yeah, Michelle yeah. and Barack like they're yeah. just really leaning into that um so yeah I mentioned this before but Megan first learned about the organization nearly 20 years ago when Father Greg worked closely with the Duchess's Immaculate Heart High School Megan and her mother Doria had the chance to join him for a cooking workshop and Megan says she still remembers the tamale recipe she learned there to this day um and then i just love that one of the former gang members that Megan and Harry talked to was interviewed by ET and i really enjoyed the clip of him talking about their visit so we're going to play that
1: yeah it was really top secret and you know we couldn't break out our phones or nothing the first thing i noticed with Megan was she was wearing waraches and i was like wow that's that's totally cool right Explain to folks out there what Huaraches are. Huaraches are a Mexican style of um, sandals. They drive themselves or do they have a bunch of security? There was more homeboy and homegirl staff than their security. They were just down to earth. They were really, really grounded. And they helped prepare some of the meals that we were packaging. And I believe even there was a paparazzi outside and he tried to like corner me into talking to me and I was like, you're what paparazzi? And I was like, nah, like you, you know, because of Harry's mom that
0: passed away and I was like, uh-uh, like, get out of here, dude, you know, but um,
1: yeah, I do feel protected. I love that guy. <laughs> I do too, like, he's
0: amazing. Also, it's just like, it, the way that he feels so protective of them after meeting them one time, like I just love that. It's, yeah, like he really. And I like
1: that he shouts out the fashion too, like just like all of us. He's like, "What did Mer- Megan wear?" Yeah, <laughs>
0: he like knew to look for it. He totally knew the Haraches. Yeah, I think they're from Brother Valleys is the brand. Um, and so yeah, I just feel like the causes they have been kind of championing in LA. Um you know, similar to Diana's work, I want to say, like Princess Diana was all about um, underserved communities. I think that was really her focus. And I think um, she did a lot with that. And so that seems to be kind of what their mission has been. It's well, it'll be interesting to see what Archwell embodies and what their focus is on. Um, but I love that. I think that that's um, it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that it's kind of cool because last week did feel kind of like, womp womp I I, you know my low was that we hadn't seen them in a while and then we were talking about how Archwell is on pause but I think that it's pretty awesome that we've seen in the last week this sort of explosion of news about the Sussexes and it's it's cool to think that they're not going to wait for the organization to be official to start you know digging in and really participating in these different Yeah. yeah because I and I think it just goes to show like their number one goal is the cause. Yes, totally. Um,
0: and I did want to mention, I forgot that um, Amber reached out to me on Instagram and she is a Roro and she said that that. Homeboy Industries helped cater her wedding reception. Yes, I loved that. So she said they have a program where they do catering as well as other things. It's a really awesome organization. Um, She said it's also great to mention they do mail delivery of baked goods as well as they have a bakery in the International Terminal at LAX. Um, And to help people with jobs, they do tattoo removal. They do all these really amazing things at their organization. It's not just the bakery and cafe. So I thought um, she said their Instagram pages is, is really informative, and and I love that one of our Roros had them cater help cater her wedding. Yeah, that is really cool. Nice little it's, connection now so to many Mary connections. and Megan, too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then we have to mention that um they were wearing masks, unlike the Cambridges. So we what's always, going I'm, on? There, I'm all Beau? about the mask, yeah.
1: mask tally. No, I mean I so it is interesting because I was thinking a lot about it. I'm like, okay, well, maybe the strategy is if anyone, I mean, obviously there's a disconnected strategy now. They're not working members of the royal family, but it's like Kate, Harry and Meghan did wear masks when they were indoors. And I was like, you know what? Well, Kate and William have mostly done outdoor Outdoors. events, but actually William did go inside that bakery that he visited. Right. So, why? but he didn't wear a mask. He did no. wear a mask. We're going to talk about this in a bit Um, to his most recent, one of his more recent engagements. I won't I won't give it away until we get there. But um
0: but it but it, yeah it's but Kate hasn't been inside not wearing a mask yet. I don't think.
1: No, Kate hasn't been inside. She's always been outside.
0: Right. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. But we also want to say one more thing about Megan and Harry that they signed on to be repped by Harry Walker Speakers Bureau last week. Big, big deal. Um this is a very high profile agency who also reps the Obamas Oprah. You mentioned Lynn Manuel Miranda, right? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, um, Serena Williams, the Clintons. So, besides speaking gigs, the Sussexes are thought to be considering VIP meet and greets and hosting high profile events in order to make money. How much money do you think I would have to pay to meet Megan Mary? <laughs> I mean,
1: serious question. I would buy a ticket to that. Let's just say, <laughs> even to breathe. I mean, I'm the. I bought a ticket to sit in the nosebleed section just to breathe when Kate and William went to a game, a basketball game in Brooklyn. So. I'm Just definitely the, the same the primary era. audience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I wonder if enough like Sussex fans can get together and like pool their money and and go meet them. That would be yeah. amazing.
1: Well, and I wonder if it's going to be more like where they it's like a private event, like they did that one. I can't remember which bank it was. It was J P Morgan. J P in Miami. Yeah, so it's less of a ticketed event, but J P Morgan, you know, foots the bill, and they maybe they would talk about who knows, you know, sustainability or totally um, different things like that.
0: Yeah, I think um, one of the things, one of the stories I read said that aides say the couple plan to speak about core issues that will form the building blocks of their new organization, Archwell. These could include community, racial justice, gender equality, mental health, um, but we're not expecting them to like peel back the curtain of the firm. So according to Vanity Fair, a source close to the couple said part of the discussions they had with the family during what we're all calling Sandringham summit where they had to flesh out the details of their Royal exit um, is that they would make sure any future work opportunities that will earn them a living will be in keeping with what is expected of the family. So basically keeping their toes in line. Um, other members of the family make a living. So Harry and Megan shouldn't be any different and they will be, attuned to the same expectations, this source said. In um, reminder, Edward, Duke of Windsor, and Wall Simpson did something similar where they were paid hefty fees to attend swanky events in order to make money. So it's kind of, there is a precedent for it. Um, yeah. They have become financially independent, so they do need to make money, and supposedly they could be paid up to a million dollars per wow. speaking gig. It's not like gonna be like, oh, uh, meet and greet with Roberta and Rachel. <laughs>
1: Like, I want to know how much we can make for that. That was, <laughs> What are we worth, Roberta, for a speaking yeah. engagement? Um, I do feel like this was interesting, though. Um, there, Ingrid Seward, who's the editor-in-chief of Majesty Magazine, said they will need to spill the royalty for people to care about them. I was like, I don't know if I agree with that, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I
0: really think, like... Because of who they are, they're going to attract so much attention. Yeah,
1: I feel like it doesn't really matter if they mention their past. I think it's more just, you know, I think we, to me, I feel like I care so much about just what they believe in. I think I look up to them. Is that weird to say? No, I think that's so So if they were talking about those causes, it means a lot to me. I think I really, I mean, I just really respect them. But that sounds so like fangirl
0: (laughs) no and I mean let's be honest like people will be so so excited to see them in person and together Mm -hmm. like I don't think that anyone's like dang it they didn't you know reveal the royal family secrets because
1: I think I would be disappointed in them if they did is that a weird thing to say because I think I want to believe that they have goodwill between everyone yeah
0: same I feel like that sounds a little It would just be kind of like diluting their public image a little too much. Like it's like they still want the respect of the royal family and the crown. And I don't think they want to do anything to upset the queen. And so I think that that they champion causes that they care about a lot. And that's what they'll focus on. And they're not going to be like – Listen, this is this is the tea, you know? Like that's not what's <laughs> gonna happen. This is the tea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if they do, I hope that they started off that way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the blah blah tea. blah, cos cos cos. This is the tea.
0: <laughs> I love it. We'll oh just have gosh. to wait and see.
1: So good. Um, All right. Well, some uh, Cambridge news. TBT to Kate's Fakenham Garden Center visit last week. We talked about it on the pod. Her first socially distanced public engagement where she shopped for herbs and plants. Well, this week, she planted what she bought, but for a good cause, Children's Hospice Week. The Duchess of Cambridge privately joined families from East Anglia's children's hospices, of which she is patron, to plant a garden at the Nook, one of the organization's purpose-driven hospices. She traveled an hour to the location and brought lavender, rosemary, and bay leaf with her by her side, um, all plants that are actually known to provide sensory experiences for children who are unable to speak. I thought that was really interesting. Um, it
0: is. And she bought these at the garden center? At the garden center. I love so that. So she really,
1: I mean, she the thought behind all of this is fantastic. Is- Amazing. We're going to play a quick clip of a message you sent to all 54 children's hospices in the UK. This Children's Hospice Week, I'd like to thank the amazing staff for all the work that you do in children's hospices around the UK. The care and the nurture that you provide children and families in the most unimaginable circumstances is just awe inspiring. I'd also like to pay tribute to all those families out there who are caring for and looking after a child with a life limiting illness. You do the most extraordinary job. And I know it's particularly hard at the moment, my thoughts go up, too. I love hearing her voice always. Um, Same. Good deed aside, Roberta. I want to talk about her floral dress.
0: Yay, fashion. Let's talk
1: about it. So it's already sold out. Yeah. I. So I saw the photos, and I looked about an hour after she posted them, and it was already gone. Because it's such a, I mean, it's so beautiful and summery. Also, it's worth mentioning, she looks so tan. She really does. She's William does, too, in a lot I of know. his recent, they must be like out kind of chilling in the gardens or something at home. Is there a
0: pool at Anmer Hall? I don't think so. I, don't I really know. don't think so. So maybe they, like, had a quick escape to the beach. Who knows? But they seem to be... Well, she said... She mentioned that they've been doing a lot of gardening, right? So she said yeah. that the kids have been doing... Um, Prince George has been gardening and they all planted sunflowers at home, all the kids, George, Charlotte, and Louie, and that Louis are outpacing George's. So she said <laughs> Louis is winning. So George is a little grumpy about his sunflower not being. I his love face.
1: that. I totally relate to that as a kid. If my sister
0: was winning in something like that, I'd be oh, pissed.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: <laughs> so the the dress that we mentioned that we both loved is from Faithful, the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but she paired it with seven dollar earrings from Accessorize and then um, she loves
1: a good wedge, like she a does love a good wedge. wedge. Yeah, she really does. But this is what stood out so much to me in the photos was how dirty they were. Did you see that? No, I didn't notice. So, that. like when you look at the pictures, if you kind of go, I don't, I don't know why it struck me. Maybe because I was just looking at her shoes kind of zeroing in. And mm-hmm. they really got dirt on them from her gardening efforts. So it just seems so funny. I mean, to wear beige shoes when you're going in the garden, it feels it's a duchess move, like you said, risky. to have the, the risky wedge, move. But, yeah. but definitely risky in the garden. Um, yeah. And I'm a broken record, Roberta, where was the mask? And the reason I bring it up for this event is because some of the pictures, she's real. even though she's outside, she's not six feet from other people. That just concerns me especially children and children's
0: hospice i feel like that might be something where you know you definitely they advise you to wear a mask and i'm surprised they didn't um it's i mean i have to say it's all about the pictures i think you know it's interesting because we see like you know we saw william do it once um he wore a mask for the first time in public because he was at an oxford vaccine group to learn about the progress being made on a vaccine against COVID 19 um But we've seen the King and Queen of Spain wear masks in public. We've seen Harry and Meghan wear masks in public. We've seen Sophie wear masks too, right? Yeah. So I'm like so so surprised that she hasn't. I don't know. I. I mean, I
1: guess there are excuses outside. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of want to, because I'm obsessing a little bit about this, but I'm curious what the UK protocol is. Is it, is it the same as here? I would believe so. I feel like they're probably even more stringent about it than us, but- That's what I would think. But. I feel like it's, yeah, is it the photo op or is it not? But I, I think if you're socially distanced and you're outside, I'm more accepting of it. But just some of the photos, she really is close as she's planting. Not with the kids. Like she's planting with adults in those photos, but- I'm curious. It's my mask tally
0: <laughs> every week. We'll have to wait and see if she goes an in inside engagement and mm-hmm. wears a mask. I think that'll be really a true telltale sign of where
1: where the what Cambridge's the is. head is at. Yeah, for this exactly, um, exactly.
0: And I think one of the sunflowers that she planted was for a child that she. I think there was a child that she had a phone call with um, a week or two ago, and the family of the child, actually, and the child had passed away, and so she was planting a sunflower for him, which I thought was so sweet. She followed up on her promise to the family, so that was really... She's so good. I mean, I really love the
1: causes that she chooses, and I think that when she's behind something like Hold Still or, you know, um, the... Five big questions on the under five. So it was. Oh, but it was the five a child. big questions. Yeah, That's five big right. questions.
0: Early development survey. Yes, I think we can call it that. But I yeah. just think
1: that she what what she chooses, she really invests in, and she's very thoughtful about. And I always appreciate that about. Well, her. same
0: with the kindness assembly too. Like she seems to be really championing children's causes a lot, and um, I love that. I feel like she is, you know, a royal mother of three, and and has some of the can relate to a lot of the problems that um, mm-hmm. that mothers have and are facing today. So uh, our third news bullet of the week. So Megan and Harry again back in the news as they take on the ugly side of social media. Dun, dun, dun. So a People magazine exclusive broke this over the weekend and um, claims that the Duke and Duchess are working behind the scenes to support the Stop Hate for Profit campaign. The campaign, which has been joined by you know, no names like (laughs) Coca-Cola, Verizon, (laughs) Starbucks, I think was one of them, other big name brands, uh, calls on CEOs around the world to come together to temporarily pull their advertisements from Facebook. So the book has been criticized for years, but more so in recent weeks for showing all types of political ads, even those that contain lies and misinformation. And a source confirmed the news to town and country as well. So it's not just people. um, One of the Sussex aides reached out to town and country and uh, and then the NAACP. C.P. thanked Megan and Harry on Twitter for their support. Um, Sources close to the couple say the conversations with the CEOs and community leaders, we kind of touched on those in the past couple weeks, have mostly been about how online platforms have created conditions for hatred, radicalism, and violence to grow and spread. Um, That's scary. I know, and I think I feel like Megan and Harry are so, you know, they've faced this a lot personally, and I think that they- bullying. Yeah, I think they kind of feel so strongly about this because they have encountered this a lot mm-hmm. in their in their own lives, and so and the mental
1: health correlations. I think totally, it, yeah. all, it all relates, yeah, right,
0: with because Harry with heads together and all that. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of. um there's a lot of reasons why they would get involved. Um, so their new nonprofit Archwell, which we think will be coming
1: in 2021, I keep checking the Instagram. By the way, uh, not done yet. But it, is it changed <laughs> at all? Um, it just. Well, I've checked. Uh, I feel like in the beginning was it spelled with an e on the end? I think that there were a couple mis different spellings Maybe. when it was first announced. But both Archwell with an e and Archwell without an e on the end. Archwell without the e, the account doesn't exist. Archuel with the e exists and it has like 9 followers but it's and it's no longer the blue square. And there so. was
0: one that had a tree as a symbol and that was kind of like oh like a
1: family tree I don't know. I don't think um, that the tree is there anymore. Oh, interesting! I'm tracking them.
0: (laughs) Does not exist makes me think they're working on it. I think, and
1: that's what the I think the correct spelling without the e.
0: Yes, I think that's what they said in their statement. So that's so interesting, but yeah. So their um, their nonprofit will. So they are going to focus on things like this. They said digital trust. well-being according to sources working closely with the couple on building the organization um and then on saturday megan had a 40-minute phone call with althea bernstein an 18 year old black woman from wisconsin who was the victim of an alleged hate crime A uh, terrible terrible um i guess There was news out of Wisconsin where she was driving in her car and someone sprayed like flammable liquid on her and tried to set her on fire. It was this awful thing. And so Meghan Markle reached out to this woman and had a phone call with her. Um, She got in touch with the Althea is her name um, through the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Dane County. Uh, His name is Michael Johnson. And he said her and Meghan talked about the importance of self-care and allowing herself to heal. Um, She applauded her for the way that she responded and pretty much said, hey, Michael, give me her cell phone number. I want to stay in touch. Let me know when you want me to come back and talk to people in Wisconsin. So supposedly Megan and Bernstein formed a connection over being biracial and Megan advised her to stay away from social media to avoid seeing negative comments, according to Johnson. Johnson also said that Bernstein's struggling since Wednesday morning's attack, but talking to Megan really lifted her spirits. So I thought that was really... I mean, it's such a personal outreach for Megan to yeah. call her personally. I thought that was really wonderful. Yeah, it's re- I mean, yeah, Megan is has is a good good soul. Yeah, and she so Prince Harry also joined in the call for about ten minutes. Um and so I'm just so interested and so curious to see if they'll follow up with that visit that they mentioned to Wisconsin Boys and Girls Club. Um, it would be their first travel engagement since moving to the US. And also it's like what I guess I'm just wondering like so that's different from speaking gigs where they're being paid mm-hmm. like obviously Boys and Girls Club is not going to pay them a million dollars to come talk to them no. but like so there's got to be like the charitable arm and then there's like okay you know JP Morgan or Citibank can pay us this much to come talk
1: you know what i mean Yeah i think that that's what their agency will do will make that help, work you know present the opportunities to Harry and Megan and then kind of be the go between but i i they i doubt that they would ever charge like a a charity, especially one that they're supporting.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I hope that they do. That would be counterintuitive. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) totally. No, 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 for sure. Um, But it will. It's like they'll have charities that they focus on and do these things for them, you know, routinely, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And then there will be this other arm of their money making financial aspect of their lives.
1: Yeah, I feel like the invitations for them to speak are just going to be rolling in. But I do also like that Megan it's just she has this it seems like megan and harry both are in such control like they're you know they're able to really you know just i mean i imagine it came together kind of quickly that she reached out to althea you know it's not something that's all the engagement calendar planned out i'm just curious how that differs from their past experiences totally
0: it's like they it's almost like they personally saw it on the news and they were like let's let's figure out how to talk to her you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i just feel like it's very quick moving they're constantly keeping up with what's going on in the United States Um, and their focus is just really about like reaching out to people and helping people as much as they can I mean they can't go anywhere really Um, yeah so yeah
1: it's less structured it feels like what whatever moves them in the moment I'm sure there's obviously structure being put in place but it feels like right now they can be very uh nimble in their in their choices totally yeah so
0: now for our highs and lows of the week. Before we adjourn the royal pod, we want to go through our highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low this week. There's a rumor going around that Prince Charles and or Prince William were the ones to orchestrate the timing of Harry and Meghan's exit. So my low is that this rumor even exists. Why on earth would Harry's dad want him to leave the family? Like, I just don't think that that's possible. So the background on this rumor is that in biographer Nigel Cawthorn's new book, Prince Andrew Epstein and the Palace, um, there's some pretty explosive claims that say Charles and William's teams at the palace decided to use the moment of Prince Andrew's disastrous BBC Newsnight interview to start leaking stories that Harry and Meghan were about to depart their roles. So in those leaks, I guess, eventually sprang forth the flood of crisis talks organized by the Queen, the Sandringham Summit, which we mentioned earlier, and Harry and Meghan effectively out of their jobs. I just don't see why this is a rumor, and you know, I think Harry and Meghan really made it clear this was their choice. Um, the timing of it seems to kind of coincide with what they had planned.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I feel like it seems too gross. I mean, it's he loves Harry, Prince Charles and Prince William both love Harry and Meghan I believe that I I think that it's I don't know
0: I know and I think like with Charles having COVID and then him posting a picture with Harry and William on Father's Day like whatever bridges were burned or you know fences needed mending it seems to have kind of happened at least in the public eye and so I really want to say that this is just a horrible terrible rumor that came out of um, this biography and I I don't know. It just makes me sad that people would even give it... Put
1: that out there or something. Yeah. Give it give it um, attention. Exactly. Press. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, Milo of the week is a tidbit shared in a recent Vanity Fair piece, a response to the Tatler article about Kate. So apparently one of the reasons that Kate snaps and releases her own photos of the kids is to put a dent in or kill off the market for paparazzi pics, which I actually didn't realize. that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but... For The Telegraph, this is her a royal strategy. A long, it's happened with other royals, too, because why would any newspapers or magazines want to run grainy long-lens images of the royals in private when they themselves are willing to serve up crystal-clear Instagram-style shots? Um, so Milo, I think, you know, bring on the royal candid snap by Kate, of course, but Milo, which I think also bubbled up in thinking about Diana and her birthday, which you can't really talk about without talking about her death is how gross it is that Kate even has to think like this. You know, it's I weird know. that that's such a strategy behind, you know, the reason we get these releases ahead of the occasion or kind of, you know, perfectly timed is to really try and prevent that from happening. Right, and it's just to as-
0: outmaneuver the paparazzi. Yeah. yeah, I really, I mean, it's, it's, it's like sickening that it's come to this, but it's also like a blessing that they can do this and then hopefully the long lens, like I just feel how much, How invasive would that feel to to see like you're in your backyard playing with your kids and all of a sudden you see like a lens peeking through the bushes like I just think that's so creepy and I just you know I love that we get these insider looks but it does you have to think like what's the other side of the coin like that's what they had to deal with for so long. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a low high, but
1: <laughs> which you hate when I, I, am so bad. I'm just, you have to have it. real lows, real no. <laughs> lows, but it, but it is, um, you know, I, I think that it is a great strategy if it is kind of killing off that market.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and then my high of the week is that Meghan and Harry's first red carpet appearance might be coming. Oh, sorry, first red carpet appearance since they moved to the U.S. Um, since becoming Angelinos. So I love a red carpet moment. That is like what I live for from the Royals. Um, and the film producers for the next Bond movie, No Time to Die, want Meghan and Harry as guests of honor, according to recent rumors. I just really hope this is
1: true. Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, it would be amazing. I also cannot wait for that movie. I'm a big James Bond movie fan. Same and I love- big. Daniel Craig fan, um,
0: oh, yes. <laughs> and it's his last movie as Bond. So oh, we, I just, I can't. Should we wait. go together, The fact that it was have- delayed,
1: yes. The fact that it was delayed because of COVID to begin with was devastating. We'll bring our dry white wine. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the team have recently adjusted the release date in the U.S. to put it within a week of the U.K. so that they can have massive premieres in both L.A. and London, drum up a lot of you know excitement around it. So for the Hollywood premiere, they've signaled they want Harry and Meghan as guests of honor. A source told the Sun. Um, the premieres will both take place in November they were originally supposed to be in April and Harry has previously attended the premiere of another James Bond film which I think is why this rumor has so you know a lot of hype around it is that people think he'll go again. Um, so he went to Spectre in 2015 in London and his brother and sister-in-law, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, were also there. Um, and they all met Daniel Craig, which was amazing. And so, and also James Bond was knighted by the Queen during I mean, her diamond there's jubilee. there's so many reasons for them to go. <laughs> there's so many reasons. James Bond
1: is a knight. Like they, ha, It's like required now for the royals sense to, to me. attend. I yeah. agree. Yeah. He should be a knight. Um, also, so. Micah Meyer kind of called this, right? She predicted it when she joined the pod oh, that they, we so would right. be seeing some red carpet moments from them now. Now that they're in L.A. I mean, then COVID struck, of course, but I hope that this is all true.
0: Same. And just to see the, the red carpet fashions, Harry in a tux, Meghan in some gorgeous gown, like it just it needs to owning happen. the world. Yeah. Please, if you're listening,
1: please <laughs> invite them. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, my high of the week, if it weren't for COVID, we'd be glued to the TVs this week and some of us ogling the royal box if you were on site at the event for Wimbledon. But of course, it was canceled for safety reasons. That blah, really, blah. I don't know. I'm really sad about that one. Bummed um, about that. Yeah, I feel like I love tennis Wimbledon. is like one of the most socially distanced sports. I know. It's really, it really is. sad. <laughs> it really is. Um, but as a consolation prize and my high of the week, we get a short film about the annual tennis tur- tournament narrated by Kate herself. We're going to play a clip. This year, sadly, though, things are very different. But we will bide our time until we sit on the edge of our seats again and celebrate again.
0: Oh, that is remarkable. So when the time is right and we open
1: the gates, the waiting is over, we will be back again. And it will have been worth the wait. Okay, I don't know if it's the music behind it, but it's so hopeful and inspiring, and it just makes me believe that there will be another side to all this, and we'll be watching Kate and William, maybe even Harry and Meghan, as joining them in the royal box as visitors next year. It's also
0: kind, yeah, of course, and also that um Kate Middleton's really good at voiceover work. Like, when did that happen? And are the sisters-in-law, like, both good at... I just, I'm, like, blown away because Megan did the voiceover for the Elephant documentary and yeah. now Kate's doing voiceovers for these this Wimbledon commercial. It's like whoa okay yeah she sounds great i really but i
1: do that track it's like
0: like it's just it feels like if the cambridge's ever decide to i mean god forbid step down like then hello kate has a definite call for earning some money on the side because she can do any voiceover work she wants that was so inspiring
1: yeah i loved it it was definitely a high
0: um, so just a reminder before we close the show leave us a royal rating on apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen here is a royal review from s Feynman. what a fun escape is the title i've been listening to this podcast since may 2020 it's a perfect conversation to have playing on my headphones while i'm working usually i'm a fickle podcast listener and lose interest in shows quickly but i really look forward to each new episode of royally obsessed that's so, nice. That's so nice and welcome sweet. to the show. I
1: love that you just started. It's so fun yes. to have you.
0: Welcome, welcome. Um, so just all the reminders, subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast, the Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow us personally. I'm at Robbie Frito. And I'm at NYC. I just posted about our recent Getty Images Photographers guests that we had. Yes, and I loved your post. <laughs> and it made me so excited for all the royal guests that we have coming up. Yeah, we have so a lot many. of good
1: ones coming up this summer. Yes,
0: we really do. Um, and then just drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. We love to hear from you guys. And till next week,
1: God, God save, save the, the pod. pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode.